0: Oh, well, hello, this is Kim Davis welcoming you back to our news series on Serious Decisions, Spotlight on Serious Decisions. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about the future vision for channel marketing. And my guest is Executive Advisor on Channel Marketing Strategies, Maria Chen. Welcome back.
1: Thank you so much. Happy to be here.
0: We talked a year ago about <laughs> channel marketing, and now we're going to like push it into the future. I just thought it was worth saying a word at the beginning because I know even today some people get a little bit confused between uh, marketing channels and channel marketing. So what's the channel marketing we're talking about?
1: A very good question. So the channel marketing that we're talking about is the marketing through independent third parties. So it really encompasses a number of priorities within the channel marketing service and within what our clients really focus on. But it's really broad and overarching but in as simplest terms it's ensuring that all of your partners Um, You market through them, to them, and for them, enabling them along the way so that they not only are competent and confident in your offerings, but also can have those conversations and convert opportunities to close. So it's really about productivity, driving performance, and really driving revenue through third-party channels.
0: Yeah. One thing I find fascinating about this, it's almost like bringing marketing strategies to Within your own ecosystem, which is... Uh...
1: Exactly. It's really an underlying business to your business.
0: Right. Got it. So um, we spoke about a year ago about this topic. I'd um, be interested to know what forces, forces you see driving change in channel marketing these days.
1: Well, with the explosion of B2B sales and marketing and the different tactics that are um, out there, we really see a number of them affecting channel. Now, the good thing is, is that we used to see a lag time for when we would see things adopted in channel. Today, we're seeing it happen at exactly the same time. So when you think about um, customer obsessed, big theme for mm-hmm. us this year, togetherness, interconnectedness, um, big theme in our, at this year's summit. Um, the need for personalization, the need to continue to engage, um, using uh, demand tactics such as digital and hyper-personalization. All of these things need to be applied to your channel and then through your channel. So it's a really exciting time to be in channel marketing.
0: But uh, That's interesting because all the things you're talking about there, of course, things which you're pushing out to your consumers as a whole, but you're, you're pushing them out to your partners first.
1: Yeah, you're using the same tactics, um, the same investments, the same focus areas, customer-obsessed, partner-obsessed. Mm-hmm. And You want to encourage your partners to not only work with you, but really create the right environment to drive and I don't, won't even say positive partner experience, I, the, the word is that I'm going to use is purely intentional. It's an exceptional partner experience. When we do that, that's where we're going to see our unfair share of our partner mind share, and that's when we're going to outperform our peers.
0: Got it. Okay, so let's talk about some of the priorities which people engaged in channel marketing should be focused on, starting off with. The basic stuff, the strategy and the planning.
1: <laughs> basic stuff, but sometimes <laughs> channel marketing has gotten a little bit of a hall pass from that, and it's really looking at strategy and planning on this business, behind your business, right, That the, the channel, and, and I shouldn't even say behind, because it's really front and center and mm. how majority of the world's organizations go to market. Um, it's looking at the strategy, aligning your strategy with your partners to your business and corporate goals. So looking at the product in your portfolio of offerings, what is, is it channel ready? It's looking at your target customers and understanding are they the same customers as our partners or are they, we're looking at them to attack a market, a geography, uh, a vertical that we're not already there. So it's really aligning that that planning and strategy to your partner ecosystem and again Looking at how do we do so, where we continue to drive exceptional partner experience, and that may be through our communication strategy. It certainly is the way that we're going to invest um, in who we're going to invest in.
0: Is a successful business sitting around the table with its partners and talking to them about the strategy and planning?
1: It's twofold. It's doing that, sitting with your partners, particularly the partners that you're going to invest in a high touch fashion, Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have the bandwidth to do that, say, in a medium touch or low touch, but certainly those partners that not only bring the volume of business to you, but the potential growth for where strategically you're looking to grow. It's also getting a seat at the internal table. So channel marketing should be sitting with the channel chief. Channel marketing should be sitting with the CMO and should be talking about how do we optimize our strategy and then execute our plans to meet and exceed those goals.
0: Right, okay. Now, an important part of all this is, of course, demand creation. Businesses will be going out there and doing their own demand creation, but you want your partners on the team with that as well, don't you?
1: You definitely do. And so when I think about demand creation, and we've been making also an intentional change here in the future vision session, Mm -hmm. which is to call it demand marketing. It's beyond just top of funnel activity, which is creation. It's how do we create upsell, cross-sell within our install base? How do we look at digital marketing, um, pipeline acceleration, account-based marketing? But when you think about that, It's making sure that you're marketing to your partners to let them know your strategy, to let them know why you need to use these tactics and to reach these elusive buyers and what buyers, their preferences are. So there's digital marketing versus human-to-human interaction, and I shouldn't say versus. It's really an integration of those tactics. So bringing your partners on board using a marketing enablement or some type of activity that not only teaches them the how to do it, why we're doing it this way is going to be critical and when you can do that and you can drive that demand marketing from top of funnel activity all the way down through close one business that's where you're going to really feel the partnership happen mm-hmm. versus just a transaction between yourself and your partners.
0: It's, it's vital to have partners on the same page, isn't it? Because for example, if, if an important part of your business is recurring revenue, then upsell and cross-sell are really important and new partners have got to know that.
1: It, absolutely. And I often have this conversation with organizations where they say, we're going to use the channel to reach um, buyers that we're not already in front of. And I will ask the question, are the partners, are they customers of your partners already? said yes, so we're going to create these net new customer acquisition programs. No, 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 that's cross-sell upsell. And so make sure you empower your partners to not only have the right messaging, but also the right tactics for that upsell cross-sell, as you said, because that's where your growth is going to come from if that is your strategy. If it's net new customer acquisition, then you marry your tactics up there, and you educate your partners on the, the why and then the how, and then show them the why.
0: Very good. Now, the next heading I have here, it sounds really good, but I really want to delve into what it actually means in practice, and that's Partner Program Optimization.
1: Partner Program Optimization. So, we just talked a lot about demand programs, and I would say those are the lowercase p program. Uh, program being a way overused word in uh, B2B sales and marketing. Um, Your partner program is exactly that. It's the structure and the uh, infrastructure that partners come and engage with you. The tiers, the benefits, the eligibility requirements, the optimization piece comes in and we are seeing an onslaught of non-traditional partner types, and that could be MSPs, it could be IoT, it could be actually ISVs and OEMs if you weren't traditionally working with them. Mm-hmm. So moving beyond the non-resell partners to say, how do we optimize our program? Not in the the tiered way of just the metal program of you know uh, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, right. but looking at saying it's not just about volume, it's not just about resale. How are these business models that the partners are set up in, how are they transacting with us and making sure that you optimize your partner program to meet those business requirements and influence those partners in the way that you want them to be transacting with you. So that optimization comes in to say, we've got to modernize our program. We've got to look at the evolving business models with our partners and also support them in reaching potentially new buyers that they haven't actually interacted with before.
0: Sounds like you need to be fairly flexible in your metrics because you might have different KPIs for different kinds of partners.
1: Critical point. It's no longer just about you know lagging indicators and close one business. Your metrics have to look at um, influence factors. Uh, you need to look at are we going to create a referral program? Um, there may be a structured partner to partner collaboration that needs to happen because what we're seeing with buyers today is that Partners are no longer satisfying the buyer by just one partner necessarily. So you've got to be able to set up some cross-partner teaming and say how can we facilitate the interaction within our partner ecosystem so our modern program goes from a static program to a more dynamic ecosystem of partnerships that can actually go out and satisfy the complex business problems of our customers.
0: So you're enabling your partners. You're also engaging with them almost as if they were customers.
1: Exactly, because they are our customers. And they are a sales force, so they're unique. So enablement engagement is really going to be critically important because as we make this shift, we need to not only educate our partners, but we want to stay top of mind. We want their mind share, hopefully then leading into their wallet share. So one of the conversations we're having today, I'm sorry, at this, at this event um, this week is around digitizing the partner's journey. And it's looking at, just like you um, engage across the buyer's journey, is looking at that partner's journey as a foundation for your relationship with them and how do you maximize that between human-to-human interaction through digital interaction so that not only can you stay top of mind, but I'll say it again, so that you can get your unfair share of their mind share.
0: (laughs) Okay. And uh, another topic I know you address is functional design. Explain what that means in this context.
1: So functional design, we've talked a lot about the external um, engagement with your partners through enablement, through your partner program, through demand marketing and demand creation. Functional design is really looking at your internal uh, channel marketing team. And what we see is, is that in this explosion of new tactics and best practices, that we need to make sure and ensure that our The individuals on our team are empowered with the knowledge and skills to be successful. So if that means we've got to provide e-learning or um, enablement in in education around account-based marketing or pipeline acceleration or digital, um, we need to make sure that our internal sales teams are empowered to really lead that change with our partners. And so it starts internally. Um, and then it gets passed through externally to your partner ecosystem.
0: And something that's clearly involved here is, is some agility, because it's not that you've got a set of partners who do the same thing year in, year out, and you treat them the same way. It sounds like you need to be constantly thinking about how to engage them, how to improve what they're doing, how to make changes to the ecosystem.
1: It is. Engagement, enablement, they're not um, nouns. Their verbs. We have to do it in an ongoing fashion. So if you can continue to do that, not only are you providing value to your partners, but what you're doing is you're creating a stickiness, an engagement level, um, and, and driving towards loyalty with your partners. If they know the why you're doing it, then they know the how that you're doing it, and then you measure your success. Your measurement isn't just for you, it's for your partners to show them the investment that you're making in them and their business that you can actually see to succeed together and i and i actually smile when i say that because the theme of the summit this year is together and together is not never as important as it is in the channel right. because you're working with individuals that don't work for you but they enjoy working with you that is a productive relationship that you're driving for mutual performance
0: that's a mutual performance that's key isn't it because you think about driving growth First thing you think about is driving growth for my business, but you want to be driving growth for your partners too because everybody benefits, don't they?
1: Absolutely. Their success is your success, and if you can look at it in that that, um, mindset of this is, we're going together, this interconnectedness, I'm going to use the words that we've already used, (laughs) this togetherness, if we can succeed, The investment that you make in partners is an investment in your mutual success. And so sometimes when we want to measure a report, it feels like we're policing when the reality is, no, we're actually supporting these activities. So if we can be upfront, we can communicate this uh, to our partners, they want to succeed with us. So it's really about being very transparent very uh, communicating, um, not just for the sake of communicating, but communicating value and aligning it to the business goals. So you said when we started isn't it important to sit down with your partners and sit at the table and talk about how you're going to drive success. This is just the evolution of that. This is just the measurement of that success that you set up in the beginning. If you can do that in a cohesive, comprehensive way, um, then everybody wins.
0: Okay, looking ahead, Down the Path for Channel Marketing. Maria, thank you very much for sharing your insights.
1: Thank you. A pleasure being with you today.
0: And everyone, please look out for the other podcasts in this series.